and we're back. Yay. Here we are, our Nest podcast. Hello, everybody. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> we are embracing the chaos today. Oh, we sure are. You're zip up. Hold on. Buckle up. What do you say? <laughs> Buckle, Buckle up, up buttercup. buttercup. I'm Suzanne, and this is Crystal. So what are we doing today? What's it all about? I have someone sitting by me who knows. I do. Actually, last week we talked about how we've just evolved over the years. And I think us evolving has to do with our teachers that have come to the nest along the way. And we have a special teacher here at the nest that you're going to meet later on. And she has brought the idea of center-based learning to the nest. We're going to show you today how you can incorporate center-based learning in any type of classroom, whether you have twos or you have kindergarten. And we're going to actually talk about what center-based learning is, what centers are different than stations. We're going to have some videos for you to see so then you can implement what we're doing here at the nest into your classroom or into your home. And some it's of exciting. the centers you can purchase and they're great, but you can also make your own. And we've got an expert here that's going to show you how to do that, how to use it, how to teach the kids how to use it, how to package it up. So get ready. You're going to love learning more about centers. Hey, everyone. We want to welcome our first in-house guest. Her name is Amy Buckert. She is coming from Chicago. She came a couple years ago to the nest and she's brought so much knowledge and so much greatness to our school and she was just the perfect guest to have to talk to you guys about center-based learning and so I wanted to ask you first why center-based learning versus whole group learning? I just really love how with center-based learning we can focus on the children in those small groups and I just think that individual time with those kids is so really important. I love that we can change the lesson easily and quickly to meet the needs of different groups of students and I think it just helps with classroom management as well. Things go smoother when you've got smaller groups to work with and I just like the way it rolls. And we're talking about small group, three to five kids. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Not more than five. I like the group of three also, not necessarily two. Yeah, three, 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 three four, and five seems to be the sweet, the sweet spot, spot when you're making those groups. So I remember when I was teaching fourth grade and I was implementing the center-based learning versus whole group instruction. It was just this whole transition in education to, especially when you're teaching reading, and it was just chaotic at first. And once you get it down and you get a system and you're structured in your classroom, it can really work. And I think you have to work on buy-in with these teachers because it can be stressful when there's something that's new. And can you talk to us a little bit about how you get the teachers to buy into what we're doing? Yeah, absolutely. We called it Embracing the Chaos for a reason. If you walk by a classroom and you're not really familiar with that method of teaching, you might be like, whoa, there's a lot going on in that room. But if you take some time to really look, what you're going to see is every single one of those kids is focused 
Every single one of those kids knows what they're doing. So yes, there are multiple groups of kids working at the same time. Transitions could look a little scary if you don't know what's going on. But there's at any given point, when you look at those classrooms that are doing it the right way, you're going to know that all of those kids are engaged, they're learning, they're involved, and it's just really what these kids need. I also really love that I think this center-based learning gives kids that chance to be independent. Sure, and self-directed, yeah. Sometimes people shy away from doing it with kids that are in our age group. And my experience over 10 plus years being in this preschool level, they absolutely are more than capable of doing it. And we're going to get to show you that. You're going to see how stations work in a twos classroom, a threes classroom, a fours classroom. And And I think it's really fun that, that we can make that happen in a way that really meets the needs of all the kids. And I think the main word here is modeling. We modeled it for our teachers. We broke it down. We actually pretended like they were the kids and actually modeled the centers that we created for them, showed them how to do stations. I think we physically got them to stand up and rotate. We did. We pretended the teachers were the students, and we made them go through an entire center rotation so that they knew exactly what it was going to look like in their classroom and exactly how to make it happen. And, you know, before we show you the videos, I just want to say we modeled everything with these kids first. You're going to see these videos and these kids doing this, you know, just so well as yeah. far as transitioning and working in the independent centers. But we modeled with these kiddos first. Let's go ahead. Do you want to go ahead and go into the video? Well, yeah, really quick before okay. we start that video. Sure. One thing that we wanted to touch on was the difference between stations and centers. Yes, that's right. And for us, the stations are the pods that the kids are learning in, so to speak, around the classroom. So in our classrooms, because we're able to have two teachers, what we can do is we can put two stations with a teacher that's doing actual instruction and guidance, and then we have two independent centers that then run at the same time. And the stations are what we're going to show in this first clip. We'll show you what the stations look like, and we'll show you what a rotation looks like. And then we're going to move on and we're going to dive into what actual centers are. So here in our threes classroom, you're going to see in this section they're doing their independent fine motor practice. And so you've got a little small group of three there working in center boxes and then you're going to scan over and you're going to see the kiddos that are doing their handwriting work and they've got a teacher that's working with them. So you've got two groups, they're working at the same table, they're doing completely separate things. One group's working with a teacher who then can also keep her eye on the fine motor boxes that are going on at the same time. Yep, we love Miss Renee in those threes. And so you see how that really works effortlessly and seamlessly that they're working in the same place at the same time but you've got a group working independently and you've got a group working with the teacher that's great can we talk a little bit about this center real quick and what if I wanted to buy that what how do you what are the the things that you need to make that station yeah actually we've got a video on that and we're going to talk about exactly how to go through this particular center as a matter of fact perfect Um, and we're going to show you how you use it in a fours classroom a threes classroom great one Um, of my favorite centers that you've made now this is a really amazing video So this is threes, and this is their transition. So if you just hold out till the end of this video, look at these kids seamlessly. Everybody moved to a different station in the room. You've got your kids working independently. Here's the The station station that's got the teacher in it another independent center. This is amazing. And that's a threes classroom. And you're thinking, oh yeah, sure. That's the end of the year. No, that was last week. It's modeling and we can absolutely get our threes to do this. These three-year-olds can do this and you can get your three-year-old to do it as well. 
Yeah. So I think this is great. So now we're going to dive into that center that you pointed out. Perfect. So this is a center that I use in my classroom, and it's very simple, and I love that it's got a lot of different components to it, but it's easy. So we love this because it's a fine motor center, but we also love this because this is one of those centers that teaches patterns as well. So we're hitting multiple levels here, and I really like that. So this is me modeling this center to the students, and I literally break down every single part of it. So I'm breaking down how to open the box, how to take the cards out of the stack, how to then place the rings onto the popsicle sticks. We really break it down very small chunks so that they can understand it and then they can duplicate it. I'm asking for engagement while I'm breaking it down. I'm having them point out the pattern. I'm having them tell me what comes next so that they can really get involved in this process. I love that you're sitting down on the floor too. Always. You know, you're right yes. there with them. That's another perfect way to model something is being on their level. Absolutely. We even get them to count. We show them how to self-check and make sure that they can go on to the next one. And you talked about, like, where do we get these centers? So yes. this one, so easy. Grab those pool noodles for a okay. dollar at the dollar store. Got it. I hot glued a couple of popsicle sticks together, laminated some cards, and boom, you've got yourself a center. And I just love that. I love that it's that simple. You can go and buy these really expensive centers, but why not just... Just hit up the dollar store, hit up the dollar section at Target and, and grab It takes a little bit these. of your time, but not that much, maybe 10 minutes. Absolutely. To, and to in our school, and you can do this at yours too, we just swap centers. So we make a set and then it ends up lasting a really long time because we just swap them with the other exactly. classrooms. So we're getting a lot of use out of this. Now, another thing that we can do is we can change it and we can take this exact same center and we're going to show you how we use it in a threes classroom. So again, it's those noodle pieces and now we're taking it down a level. So it's less about the specific patterning. It's less about the counting and it's more about getting them to work on those fine motor skills, which we know how important that is for those three-year-olds. Exactly. Um, so we've just taken some of the noodles and tied a long black ribbon on them. And this teacher, Miss Renee, she is modeling how they're to take each individual ring and slide it down onto the ribbon. For your more advanced kids in a threes classroom, you could ask them to make a pattern. But for this round, yeah, we just said... just creative and yeah. how they want to make yeah, it. Yeah, make a little necklace. Pretend that it's a huge necklace. Yep. Exactly. Yes, they love oversized that. Necklace. An oversized yes. necklace. <laughs> Somebody said, for an elephant? We said, yes, yes for an elephant. Of course. You're going to make a necklace for an elephant. But then you'll see Miss Renee even goes further with it and she has them count. How many rings did you put on there? Again, this is that meeting the kids' needs where they are. You know where your students are. You know how much further you can push them. So if you've got a three-year-old that's a little more advanced, push them to make the pattern. If you've got a three-year-old that can count or is working on counting, push them to count. And that's this is what what's center, so great about these. And this is what center-based learning gives you. You can't do something like this in whole group. Exactly. You can't, you're not going to make 16 of these little kits for everyone to do right. at one time, you're going to have one and they rotate. Yeah. That's and just, yeah, that would be too much. Now, we told you we'd show you a twos classroom, and I think this is amazing. So this is our sweet little twos, and they work in centers as well. And so you'll see that we've got a little independent group that's sitting there gluing, and then you've got the group that's working with the teacher, with the daughters. And how fun is that, that we even have these adorable little two-year-olds working in this kind of center-based learning structure. And it's possible. We're here to tell you that you absolutely can, can implement this. this, and yes. you can do it. You can make it work. Yes. A lot of modeling, 
but it's a lot of fun. And it's great for the kids. When the kids get out of the car, they are so excited to be here. Absolutely. Even these two-year-olds, there's no more crying. They're ready to get in there and learn, be challenged, and play, too. It's a lot of play-based yeah. in twos, but in, in still our same structure with our center-based learning. Yeah, and then we've got another one of our little centers here, and this was a little tip and yes. tips and tricks that we're going to share with you throughout. This is one of our tips and tricks. You've heard us say the word model probably about 50 times, <laughs> and that's because model, 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 53. It's very important. We have modeled this center that could be a hot mess. You could have a kinetic sand yes. explosion, but we have taught these children exactly what needs to happen in the center. You open the lid carefully. You pick out the apples. After you put the apples on the tree, then you put the apples in the basket. After you put the apples in the basket, what do you do next? And so they know, and we're not hesitant to give them these things that kinetic sand. It could be disastrous, but like it's that. not because I, we've taught them. I like that size of container. I think you just used a Cool Whip container. Yeah, just know. an old Cool Whip container. Something with a lid. Something with a sure. lid, for sure. Yes, that, yep, yeah. we like lids. There you go. Tip and <laughs> trick number two. Yes, <laughs> lids. always find containers with lids. <laughs> containers that have lids. So important. Yes. And literally, it is a cool whip container that was at my house for Thanksgiving. There you go. <laughs> so we, we want to show you these easy little tidbits that you can immediately take and implement in your classroom. So there's one. Always model give them a lid. Everything has to have a lid. And of course, we have to have everything organized in a yes. certain way. Yes. So we wanted to show you guys our threes cart. I think this is our threes. It is. And this is tips and tricks number three for this episode. Awesome. We're just, we're hitting these. We I hope you're hitting. right in this town. And that's be prepared. So this is one of the ways that we're prepared. And in our threes classroom, this is what we've got set up to help our teachers be prepared and even help our students because they know where everything's at. Exactly. You can see that everything has a label. We have a section just for puzzles. Then on the right, we have our thematic play. It's a dollhouse, and right underneath it, one of the bins is all the pieces that go with the dollhouse, so it's easy set up for the teachers. This is actual cart that I think we purchased at um, Lakeshore, and it has either we installed wheels on it or it comes with wheels, but I love to put wheels on everything. So then we can take this whole entire cart and move it to our other threes class right. and switch out. Yeah, and it's great too because this actual classroom, they use their cart as a divider. They use that oh, as a nice. room divider so that they've then given themselves some extra space for their stations and they're rotating through. So that's something that you can really do too is how can you take what you've already got in your classroom yeah. and use it to your advantage and to I know those form of learning work. shelves on the top they can come out yep and I loved that too so. yeah absolutely so now we'll look at the forest classroom so we have the same cart in the forest classroom just a little bit different of a mm -hmm. setup obviously in the fours we use more independent centers so you're going to see on the top the eight bins that we use for the independent centers and then on the bottom we have some of our supplies but we've also got some challenge centers in there that we can have the kids pull at any time. We've got some math centers and then we've got some of the resources that we use for reading and you'll also see a little bin in there with our tracers. These are all things that we let the kids use independently. We encourage them to use independently. So it's something that they can just walk up to and grab? Absolutely. So our kids know when they finish their work at the table at any point, they can walk over and they just grab that little tracer bin and they start using those. That was again modeled and taught at the beginning of the school year. So again they're being self-directed. Yep. I like that red bucket down there too. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you use that for? That's called my tidy tub. Okay. And so the kids know that when you're doing cutting, cutting gets 
to be a big mess and sometimes it's hard to get all those little pieces from the table to the classroom. So we implemented the tidy tub and we usually have one student and their job is go grab the tidy yeah. tub and it stays on the table where the cutting's being done. And the kids know as all those little pieces and scraps come off, they can just put it straight into the tub and then the person in charge of tidy tub goes and dumps it into the garbage and it has saved us a lot of extra vacuuming. I love it. And I always <laughs> notice that when you walk into your classroom, yeah. that tidy tub is, is somewhere. Always. <laughs> always. always stuff in All it. the kids know where it is and, and they go and use that all the time. But that's just another simple little thing that you can really put yep. into play right away. Helps keep your classroom clean. Helps, helps my stress level stay down. I think we gave them a lot of tips and tricks today. I do too. I hope that you can implement something that you found here today. We see success here because of center-based learning that Amy has helped us to implement, and we love it. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming in today. Thanks. I know we're going to talk to you more oh, as yeah. this podcast keeps going. <laughs> so thanks again, Amy, for Thank being you. here. Thanks. Next up, we have In the News with Suzanne. She's going to share some articles for us. And welcome back, everyone. That was a great segment, Crystal. You guys, I love a good teacher, and these guys are good teachers. It's so enjoyable to listen and learn from a great teacher. That's what we hope for you guys, is that you'll listen to these teachers and listen to how they roll things out, and that you'll take advantage of the tips and strategies that they're showing you, and you guys will do it too. So our article today is from Live Science, and it's a really rich, good article. It's about why our kids particularly early childhood, that group of years, why are there such fast learners? And a lot of it's biology and science. A lot of it is related to the neuroplasticity of their brain and their mind and how it works. And believe it or not, a lot of that ability to, to take in information and learn from it stops by age five, that large capacity. It's certainly not like adults. Of course, we know that disadvantages, they're socially not so aware and they can't navigate things but children have such incredible minds, and they could pick up languages, and you, you guys are probably familiar with children who do that, pick up a language very rapidly when they're in those early years. Their brain can form and change connections and pathways, and the wiring is just different at that age. We as educators need to support them. We need to guide them. We need to help them access appropriate information. And so we want to foster that pace of learning that they have. And we do so with our strong curriculum. And we believe in a strong curriculum. We believe in lots of books. We believe in lots of strategies like learning centers. You realize in the same amount of time that you could teach a child one thing, what they were sharing with you is teaching a child four things in that same period of time. And they have fun. Yeah. I would also point out that when they're doing these centers, Typically, it goes from a kind of interactive, fun. A lot of stuff our children do, they don't know that they're learning. learning. They, right. they just think they're having fun, exactly. which is, of course, you want to do that with children this age because they, you want them to engage. But they go from something that's maybe intense, maybe a worksheet, maybe they're tracing their name, but then they go to something where they're dressing up and pouring tea for someone. But to the scheduling. Scheduling is yes. a big thing. And one of our episodes, we are going to talk about that because you have to give children, obviously, a lot of time to play and have right. fun and do things, just create and develop things on their own. So I think that next time, Miss Crystal, we're going to talk about circle time. 
that's another big buzzword in early childhood education. And it's another concept that we think you can do more. We think we can show you some things and then you walk back into your classroom, you walk back into your school, and you take it on. And that's our goal. We really do want to help you. We want to influence other schools. We love what we do here. Our parents love what we do here. Our children are just so delightfully happy. And we want to share that with you so that you can do it too. If you're bored or you're wondering, I don't know where my next idea, I'm tired of looking on Pinterest, we've got ideas for you. We've got lots of ideas, and we're very happy to share it with you. We love sharing what God has given us. So I guess, Ms. Crystal, it's time to close out this segment. It's been awesome being with you another day. Don't forget, we do this every week, and every week is different. Every week is exploding with new topics and new subjects and new ideas that you can do at home. We're back for one more thing, and let's talk about a giveaway. giveaway. We always like to do something. Yes, we do. Miss Crystal, can I get you to get my book back there? I accidentally left it on the shelf behind me. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> it's in your hands. The magic of technology. So, folks, we're going to give away what we call our Chubby Letter Workbook. It's going to be available on our website soon, and we're just trying to show you some of the tools that we use here. This is powerful. These letters each have ways that you can use it, and it is fun. We give you ideas for three ideas, and you come up with more for every letter of the alphabet. We're going to show you some ideas. So these are the alphabet. This is what it looks like. And then look, boom, covered with, this dot, is the letter M. Yeah, it looks like dot markers they used. <laughs> no, this is actually M and M's. You can't oh, see Oh, yeah. goodness. You can do both. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so That's M great and M's. Yep, it M Crystal. and M's. <laughs> and then, oh, this is zebra. So this is, and you see how they have the handwriting line at the top, too. So, you know, depending on the age of your child, if you're using it for kindergarten, they could maybe write the word zebra, or you can bring it down to three-year-olds and they could trace a highlighted zebra word. But we like to have that, that handwriting line at the top, too. This just to get so you, some writing practice in. This is a really creative tool. Yes. The sky's the limit on what you can do with these chubby letters. So, But it's we, a good resource to have it all in one spot. It's a, it can keep your child engaged for a long time. If you're a homeschool mom and you're teaching another child and you're busy and you'd like to have your younger child keep busy for a moment, and learn at the same time, Yes. then this is a great idea for that. So we're going to send out one book to the person who tags 10 friends. So if you go on and hit and subscribe and hit 10 friends, tag them to watch our next podcast, we're going to send you this book. And we look forward to it. And it will, for those of you who don't get one, it is going to be available soon. So this was awesome to tell you about this, and we look forward to another great show next week. I wonder what we're going to give away next week, Miss Christian. we got I lots of toys. Know. We do. We have a lot of resources. <laughs> we absolutely do. So please come back and join me and me, Crystal, <laughs> and Suzanne, and we will see you in a week. Bye, guys. Bye.